Here's the cycle. An event happens in the home. And then all of a sudden you have habitual arguments where you may feel like a trust has been betrayed. Or maybe date nights and romance disappears or some kind of financial tension begins to mount. As your spouse reacts, you interpret them. And you begin to react to one another as if your spouse is the problem. And this is so common in marriage. And if you don't break through the pattern, it can destroy the marriage. So for today's topic, we're diving into how to stop the cycle of destruction. Yes. Welcome. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast, where we are helping couples succeed in every season. And success for us looks like a healthy couple creating an amazing legacy. And if you like what you hear today, make sure you subscribe to wherever you are listening to the podcast. Yeah, we're going to bring a new show each week, and we invite you to subscribe to Marriage in Transition with Sean and Lynette Reed. So you never miss an episode. Let's go. So there's a difference between what happened and your beliefs about what happened. Oh, that's good. And then there's also a difference between what happened and how you feel about what actually happened. That was a lot of happens. So what are we talking about here? All right. So. Pretty much at EXO, we lead couples through marriage intensives and coaching, right? So we have an amazing curriculum here that was created by Teresa Thomas and an amazing team that are here and available to help coach couples. And so we also train um, people in leading couples through these marriage intensives. So it's really, really great. But oftentimes in our home, um, our homes are hijacked as couples get trapped in that cycle of dysfunction. And they don't know how to come out. They don't know how to break free. They're just caught up. And so in order to break free of the cycle, couples have to learn to become more uh, self-aware. Okay, so going back to what you initially said in becoming self-aware, it's me having the ability to recognize the difference between seeing you as a problem Mm -hmm. and clearly identifying what's actually going on within my heart. Correct. Okay, because everything that I read into might not be the right interpretation. Absolutely. Of what's actually going on within you. Right. So we're challenging everybody out there to back away when conflict begins to happen so that you could process your pain. You can process the problem. So one of the big questions that we're going to ask during um, our time of working with couples and mediating with couples is, what, what are you, you believing? believing? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can hear Teresa and, and Pam who helped believing? to lead this. <laughs> they say it all the time. What do you believe? Okay. And one of the things that you also want to evaluate is not just what are you believing about the event, but also begin to process how it's making you feel. Yeah. Now, if I'm being honest, I'm not that dude that wants to talk about feelings. That's just not me. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel, Sean? I'm like, none of you. none of you what none of your business um but uh what i've grown to appreciate is that as i'm processing what i'm feeling it somewhat causes me to dive a little deeper into what triggered it Mm -hmm. what what caused me to get to a point to where i believe that my my wife doesn't have my best interests in heart you know what what's triggering me to believe that uh you know my kids are upset with me or whatever the case may be I can begin to live in my own reality that is totally different from what you meant 
when you said those words or what your intention was behind an action that I did, didn't like. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm living in a, in, a, in a world where I felt some pain. I believe you're the cause of the pain. Yep. And I think it was with malicious intent. Mm-hmm. And now you've put yourself on an island. Yeah, yeah. because now or 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 I'm either going to retreat, withdraw or I'm going to engage and fight. Sure. And so now I'm going to I'm create on the an island, atmosphere. I guess. Yeah. OK, so what happens and these are these three things are connected, what you're believing how it's making you feel. And then as a result of that, what type of atmosphere are you creating? Okay. Because all of us in some way or another are creating an atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, For Lynette, you know, um, in in our relationship, she's a person who wants to help. Uh, She wants to step in when something is broken and she wants to repair it and Mm -hmm. fix it. Um, And for me, Sometimes I'm in a spot where I don't want it to be fixed. and <laughs> Or it's not that you don't want it to be fixed, but sometimes not everything needs to be fixed by someone else. That too. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, when she reaches to help, if I don't process how I'm feeling about her reaching in, my natural bent, my interpretation usually is going to be that she's trying to mother me. Um, and I don't want her to, to, you know, nag or to, to do it. But, and so I create this atmosphere of tension to where I'm rebelling against that. And if I step back and process it in a healthy way, what I can realize is I'm creating an atmosphere that's making the situation worse. And I can then take ownership of my own part in it. And with some maturity, I could actually approach you and say, Hey, when this is happening, this is how it's making me feel. Right. And we could process that situation together in a healthy way. But instead, immaturity kicks in and and we go tit for tat or something like that. And so it, it's really important that we get to this level of self-awareness because it helps you to take back authority of your actions, regardless to their reactions. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is huge. One of the greatest things that I think the Holy Spirit helps us to do is to take authority over um, our own actions and our thought life. Yeah. Some of the most dangerous people are people who just kind of are just responsive to everything that's mm-hmm. going on in life. Mm-hmm. And and it's hard to be happy when your happiness depends on whether or not other people are going to do things perfectly around right. you. Because they're not. I mean, people are flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I would say is um, you do have people that blame, that throw the blame mm-hmm. on other people and they're not happy because or, you know, um, they made me react this way yeah. or um, they making me mad. Yeah. And the reality is the Lord gives you self-control yes he does the ability to control what you say what you do how you react Mm -hmm. and you got to stop pointing that finger at other people and turning it around and looking at yourself going to that question that you just had asked what what type of um uh what are what's my behavior like what am i contributing to this atmosphere yeah and even and it's most critical that you assess this especially when you feel that the person in uh, your spouse is the person to blame. Mm-hmm. So like That's when you, when you just that. know 100% like, Oh no, I'm not at fault. They, they shouldn't have said that to me or they raised their voice. So they didn't do something that they promised me that they would do. So now I'm in the right. And yeah. you kind of dig your heels in the ground and, and you're ready to say, you know what? They are to blame. 
I'm not the reason for what's going on. And it's it's really important that you take back your power mm-hmm. and get rid of a victim's mentality. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know what? God strengthens me to put my grown up pants on and I can become spiritually matured in a place of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Right. Where I stop responding to relational triggers that keep us trapped in a cycle of dysfunction. OK, now some of you all are very familiar with triggers when i say triggers you you have a a concept of it but just to recap for those of y'all who may not know relational triggers happen when the pain of being unheard lied to or criticized in the past causes you to be sensitive in your present relationship Mm -hmm. i'll say it again A, a relational trigger happens when the pain of being unheard lied to or criticized in the past causes you to be sensitive in your present relationship Mm. okay so basically the slightest hint of any similar behavior is going to trigger a response. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's like I'm never free from where I came from. And you're really never at rest. Yes. Like you may think you are. You may think that you're not stressed or you, you think you're calm or you go on that vacation and you're good. That's how people can go on vacation and then come back mm-hmm. like completely upset. Mm-hmm. It's because they never really true they weren't at rest there was no peace because they always had this underlining trigger that was just waiting to be set off Mm -hmm. and basically you're living with an open sore it's an Mm -hmm. open wound and your spouse is the closest person to you they are going to eventually poke the bear and (laughs) something's going to come out of you right in your marriage you may have some pain points and the thing about transitions is as you go through transitions or you experience trouble, yeah, the opportunity for these sensitive areas to be triggered increases. Okay. So it's guaranteed. Keep on living, baby. That's what the old folks used to say, Rhonda. Keep on living, baby. If you keep on living, eventually something's going to happen to where they're going to push that button. Yeah. Okay. And that being said, when it does happen, in comes the emotional reactions as a result of perceived pain. Mm-hmm. It may not actually be their intention to harm you, may not be their intention to actually cause you pain. And so if we're not careful, something that we believe about something they've done yeah. causes us to feel a certain way about it. And we react with lighter fluid on a little bitty spark. And most times it was an unintentional spark and down goes the home in flames. And we and we leave our spouses absolutely confused. Yeah. Because they have no idea that the small phrase that they said or the slightest behavior that they displayed just set ablaze right. our entire home. Well, it's because something in you never was healed. Correct. It, it, was, it was never fully healed. And so this is the cycle of dysfunction. And this is something that I feel uh, we experience within our relationship. And as we've counseled a lot of couples, we've also um, you know, helped couples walk through this place of identifying what do you believe in? How do you feel about it? And then what is the atmosphere that yeah. you're creating as a result of it? And if you feel that you're the injured party, basically you're going to justify your responses, right? Yeah. They did this and you don't know how it feels. And, and so yada, 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 they're going to get mad and they're going to respond. And there's this angst or the person is withdrawn. And they're literally just out of it. They're checking out. Mm-hmm. They're not contributing anymore to conversations. They're not uh, giving 100 percent. They're not yeah. pursuing their spouse. Yeah. And it leaves the other person like hurt and they're frustrated and they don't know how to fix it because the other person is basically out of it. Yeah. They're, they're not there. And it's so wrong. 
to leave your spouse in a place to where y'all are in the same house, but you're acting as if the marriage is over. Mm. You got to get healed. You need to get help because you're punishing them for something most times that they don't understand or don't know how to correct. And worse off, you're wasting a lot of energy being the person that is a, a wounded victim rather than the victorious person that God has created and ordained for you to be. The greater their outcry, mm-hmm. the greater their anger or their outburst. Just imagine that's how how much they're hurting. Yeah. How much they're broken. Mm-hmm. And so when they display that behavior or when they, you know, have those verbal outbursts, I want you to change your perspective of them and don't go tit for tat. Don't go into the cycle with Mm -hmm. them. But I want you, the one who is calm, I want you to step back and I want you to look at them through the eyes and the lens of grace. Yeah. And and don't see their outbursts and don't hone in on what they're saying, but look at their pain. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the ability to pray for them, to to give mercy, to not go into that cycle and go tit for tat, but to be able to step back and to love on them on a greater level. Yeah. Okay. so there's a lot that we got to unpack in this because we want to help you guys get to a point of breaking the cycle of destruction and creating what we call a cycle of restoration, Mm -hmm. right? Putting you on a path to actually reconciling whenever there's been like a breach of any kind within a relationship. And and I'm going to go out here and I'm going to say that some of you all listening today, you're at a point where you've gone for long stretches of time where things will go well. And then all of a sudden the trigger gets, you know, pulled again. And then we end up in a situation where for two, three weeks, you guys are like miserable. Yeah, And then all of a sudden something happens again and you're doing well and then it goes back into that rut and you can't seem to break this cycle. Mm -hmm. This is what we're here for. Mm -hmm. This is what we help to coach couples through Mm -hmm. to get them to a point of learning how to do marriage God's way. Yeah, And he has a plan to help us to break this. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so uh, James 1 and 5, it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to us without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Yeah, and so in the coaching sessions that we have here at XO, we help couples understand that if you can see your circumstances from God's perspective, you'll know the truth, and the truth makes you free. Yeah, I I want us to to think about that. When it says that you're going to know the truth, what we're saying is you're going to see reality as God does. Hmm. That's that wisdom that we lack in relationships. And when your feelings and your flesh has been hurt, your perception is ouch. Yeah. Whenever, if you think about it, like I remember one time I was in the refrigerator, right? And I was looking for something to eat, right? (laughs) And I I opened that freezer. Y'all know what's coming next. And then I bent down into the refrigerator and my head was down in the refrigerator and the freezer door came sliding back. And then I raised up. And then it's like, bam, hit that head yep. on that freezer. No. What came out your mouth? <laughs> I can't say it on air. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but there's some things that came out and it wasn't holy. But what happens is I say, ouch. And then immediately my face turns to anger. Mm. And it's like I slam the freezer door. I punch it. Like it did something to yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Now, why did I react that way? Because of either fear mm-hmm. or I'm I'm hurt and I want to regain control. And anger is something that at least it gives us the impression or the illusion 
that we can regain control from what made yeah. us afraid. Yeah. But when you react in truth, you'll see things as though they are and not as the pain or the circumstances lead you. Yeah. And so you have a comp- it's a and it's something that you really didn't have to make happen. But I want to say it's a submission to God's truth. Oh, absolutely. And it's just receiving his uh, viewpoint, his perspective. Yeah. And when you identify your belief. So, you know, again, what are you believing? Your feelings and the atmosphere that you're creating. You could answer this question. What are you believing? What are you feeling? And 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 you know what are you bringing to the table to to um, this hostile atmosphere or uh, what can you bring to the table to ease the atmosphere? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that this is really big. If you realize that there is something that you're consistently doing that's destructive within the relationship, you can simply ask yourself: Is what I'm doing right now ignoring my spouse, um, pouting, going off, yelling? Holling, hitting walls and all this other stuff, um, ignore, ignoring them, not coming home yeah. you know, for long stretches at a time. You know, you're off work. You're still not coming in the house. Um, just being cold hearted and mean to them. Is that helping or is it hurting? You? Yeah. It, it, are you withholding sex from your spouse because you're upset or you're mad that they didn't say hi this morning? You know, is that helping you or is it hurting you? Think about it, guys. Do the things that are bring you together, not the things that further isolate you and separate you. And so this is why we challenge couples to unplug, to process, not to unplug it and get away from your spouse without a, a, a mind that says, hey, I'm getting away to process so I can reconcile, not I'm getting away because I just I'm tired of it. I'm trying to I'm trying to get away from you. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 done with you. I don't want to talk to you. Boom. And yes. you close the door. Yeah. But we do get that question a lot. It's like, is separation okay? Is mm-hmm. you know taking a break okay? And I want to say yes, but only with the intent yes. of coming back together to reconcile. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm separating so that I can make sure that my heart is in right alignment with God and right alignment with you. Yeah. But if I'm just separating for separation sake and yeah. I just need they, to get you away. You stay stuck. You yeah. stay stuck because they're going to interpret that a certain kind of way. And then back and forth, it just keeps going. Um, I've, I've watched couples like hold in things for so long. And then when they finally get a chance to talk, you can just hear them going back and forth. No, I didn't mean it like that. Yes, you did. Fact fighting. Yeah, then they start fact fighting. It's your fault. No, it's your well, what about what you did? You know what I mean? And so we end up going back and forth. And where we come in as marriage coaches, we're trying to help them see number one, that's not effective. Right. So if you're doing, stop. <laughs> we we not just want to tell you to stop doing something without starting to do something. Right. Right. We're gonna challenge both of y'all to step away for a moment to process what's going on within your heart. Okay. And then you guys can come back together again with a conversation that's rooted around truth. Mm-hmm. And and here's, there's two extremes. You either are becoming a victim within the relationship, or you may be living as a tyrant within the relationship. And neither one of those is a healthy thing. We want you to be the person that God wants you to be, who, which is a loving spouse, yeah. somebody who's compassionate, somebody who's actually reaching out to serve their spouse and who's saying, you know what, how can we negotiate together a win-win scenario to where both of us are actually feeling like we're heard, yeah. we're understood, and we're working together and we're moving forward as a team? You know, I think one of the reasons why we get caught up in the cycle is because both parties are in pain. Mm-hmm. And, really good. and some, and honestly, 
probably 99% of the time, their pain is valid. And so just being able to stop and say, okay, I hear you. I feel your pain. Mm -hmm. You know, like what I said was wrong or what I did was wrong. So being able to have that godly perspective, but then also validating their pain Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, both of us are hurt. Yeah. Both of us are going through it. Let's go get some help. Yeah. To be mature enough, man, this is the goal to be mature enough to say, I'm sorry that when that situation happened, that it made you feel this way, but that wasn't my intention. But how can I, you see, how how can I moving forward? How can I better meet that need? How can I better communicate that, you know, with you or, how can I let you in to understand what I'm going through within my mind, y'all? This is big. Mm. And again, every time you go through a marriage transition, um, every time you go through a season of change and that trigger, it's going to happen. It, yeah. There's going to be a moment just wait. where your spouse is going to do something that rubs you the wrong way. And it's how you react to it. It makes all the world a difference. Yeah. And so being able to process it together is where we hope that every couple gets to. Listen, we would love to answer some of you guys' questions. Uh, so for those of y'all who are listening, make sure you submit your questions at exomarriage.com forward slash transition. We appreciate you guys participating in our marriage content. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen. And it is helpful if you invite others to be a part of our community. Okay. If you want more information about a marriage intensive type experience and you're saying, you know what, as y'all were talking, that's our marriage. That's us. We've been in that place and we want to grow beyond this point of fact fighting or being disconnected. Um, We would love to help you guys out. There's going to be a link in the show notes or you can go to exomarriage.com forward slash help so exomarriage.com forward slash help and you can get more information on marriage coaching yeah and we would love to help you all and to pray for you all until next time remember your marriage can succeed in every season peace